Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. We are so honored to have you making our minion this Shabbat, putting away the pressure of the week, coming to connect in joy with community, or coming to find comfort with community, or just coming to make community and be here on Shabbat. It is Shabbat Shirah, the Shabbat of song, the song of the sea. What an appropriate Shabbat for us to celebrate Marsha Anti being installed as one of our cantors. Can you say Yashar Koch to her? Yashar and of course, we want to welcome the Hebre who are here. We have almost a million of rabbis and cantors. So I want to welcome Helene Ferris, grandmother of our bat mitzvah and our colleague, Rochelle Robbins, B'nai Lappin, Nancy Flam, Camille Angel, Alan Bennett, Ed Zarin, and of course, Rabbi Lawrence Kushner, our Emmanuel Scholar. Did I leave any rabbis out? Any cantors out? Anybody who wants to be a cantor or rabbi, raise your hand. <laughs> Well, we're going to begin our service now with Hadlakat Ner Oat, the lighting of Shabbat candles, on page 120 in your prayer book. And I invite Jackie Ferris, the mother of our bat mitzvah, to come forward and kindle the lights. And grandmothers, too. <laughs> right, yeah, down here. We join together with Marsha. Rosalind Barrick, and we have all of our rabbis, and we have Eric Schoen, and we have a father of a bat mitzvah up here as well. We want to say mazel tov to you. And just to enjoy our Shabbat, we're also going to welcome up a baby. Oh, so Sarah and Daniel Davis, will you join us with your new baby boy? So this is Doc. He's eight, eight weeks, right? He's eight weeks old. Hi, little guy. I have, I have had the privilege of getting to see your parents get married and really form a Jewish family together, buy a house, go on lots of adventures to Tahoe and beyond, and now welcome you into the world. I have seen how much they support each other in their professional lives and in each reaching their personal goals and really coming to this moment of being the family that you so wish that you have become. So I want to say, Doc, your Hebrew name is Mordechai for your grandfather. And in so many ways, it's a name of leadership and wisdom and of tradition. And so my blessing for you, may the one who blessed our ancestors 
let you be known among the people of Israel as Mordechai ben Daniel Visara as Doc. May you come to Chupa, to partnership, to Torah, to wisdom, and to Ma'asim Tovim, to so many good things for yourself and for the community and for the world. I hope you always feel the incredible love that your family and your grandmother and grandparents and this whole community has for you in this moment, that you feel supported and surrounded. And yeah, and that you have that Jewish air, that Jewish something of wanting to question the world and really challenge it. And we say, May God bless you and keep you. May God look upon you and be gracious unto you. May you have peace and shlemut, a sense of wholeness and a sense of self throughout your life. And we all say, Amen. And welcome to the Jewish community, little one. Mazel tov. Let's all say mazel tov. Mazel tov. And I did see a few other um, um, rabbis and spiritual leaders enter the room. I just want to acknowledge um, Alisa Feynman, cantorial soloist from Carmel, is with us, Yay. and she'll be singing tonight. And also Rabbi Natan Fenner is here, and also Jos Singer and Julie Batts, the new spiritual uh, leaders of Chochmat Halev, are here tonight. And of course, Ken Kramer, as uh, most of you, a lot of you know Ken already, the, the head of Camp Tawanga. Um, is here, so I just want to appreciate that you all came, and everybody else that came too. Yay! <laughs> well, let's invite the Shekhinah to come be here too with Lachado D, page 
as you're getting seated, take a moment to greet someone behind you or across the frame from you and say, my name is, I'm glad you're here. Shalom Alechem Malchei Hashat. We can be seated. We're on page 142, you friendly Jews. You sit down. Shalom Alechem. Page 146. In front of this congregation, I just need Cantor Addy to admit that we never would have all fit in the Martin Meyer. <laughs> and it's really good. We're here in this beautiful, beautiful sacred space. And um, the Cantor calls us to worship, and we respond. And with Barahu, we we don't ask for anything. We simply praise and we thank God for all that we have and all of our gifts. We rise.
page 149, Ma'ariv Aravim, we join together in these words. This is an hour of change. Of change. Within, Within it, we stand, stand uncertain on the border of light. Shall we draw back or cross over? Where shall our hearts turn? Shall, Shall we, we draw, draw back, my brother, my sister, or cross over? This is the hour of change, and within it we stand quietly on the border of light. What lies before us? Shall we draw back, my brother, my sister, or cross over? Please be seated. We're on page 155 as we recite these words of Ahafta together. Love your God with, with every, every heartbeat, heartbeat with, with every, every breath, with every, every conscious, conscious act, 
Keep in mind the words I command you today. Teach them to your children. Talk about them at work. Whether you are tired or you are rested, let them guide the work of your hands. Keep them in the forefront of your vision. Do not leave them at the doorway of your house or outside your gate. They are reminders to do all of my mitzvot so that you can be holy for God. I am Adonai, your God. I led you out of Egypt to become your God. I am Adonai, your God. We turn to page 158 for Shirat Hayam, for these words, the song of the sea that is in this week's Torah portion. And we're joined by a choir that's going to share these beautiful words with us in song. So this is the text of this Torah portion. So we thought we'd make a special song for you with this, with this text from the Parsha. And this is our intergenerational choir. <laughs>
hard to follow that one. It is very hard to follow that, but as we, we really continue to fill the sanctuary in song for Shabbat Shirah and for Cancer Addy, we continue on page 162. The people of Israel shall keep Shabbat, observing Shabbat throughout the ages as a covenant for all time. We sing the words of Vishamru together. Now to page 164, and whatever the prayers are that belong to you and your own personal Shabbos, that place of menucha, that place of your souls and your spirits rest, we think of those prayers right now. We let go of everything else that preceded the last six days of this week that doesn't need to come into this Shabbat with us or into this sacred space or into this joyful space. So take a deep breath together, let go of everything that doesn't belong in this Shabbat. And then we rise together as we pray our tefillah. Elohei Yaakov, Elohei Sarah, Elohei Rivka, Elohei Rachel, Elohei Leah, Elohei Gadol, Elohei 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 El
אתה קדוש ושמך קדוש וקדושים בכל יום יעלוך הסלע ברוך אתה אדוני האל הקדוש. We take some moments now for our own silent reflection and then you can feel free to be seated when you are done. אלוהיים צור לשוני מרע, ושפתיים מדבר מרמה, ולמקל עלי נפשי תדום, ונפשי כעפר לקור תהיה אלוהי, אלוהי. אלוהיים צור לשוני מרע, 
introduce you to my friend. Um, she's a cantorial soloist in Carmel. Some of you probably have been to her synagogue. Elisa Feynman, who has been along with me on this journey. Right? I love you. We met at Camp Newman I'm as so song leaders. That's right. <clears throat> 17 years ago. Yeah. Shabbat Shalom. I'm so proud of you. It was like the three nightingales came and descended upon us for this Shabbos Kodesh, this holy Shabbat. And music, as so many of us know, is a very powerful and healing space for all of us. And so we turn now to page 511 for the Mishaberach. And as my hand reaches across the congregation, if there's anybody who needs a healing, a blessing for body or spirit or mind, please say that person's name out loud and we will pray this Mishaberach together.
on page 511. So Cantor Eddie, can you come here for one second? Everybody wants a piece of you, Cantor Eddie. Come here. So I just um, wanted to say before I introduce your dear friend, Rabbi Bene Lappi, that it's been how many years that we have had the pleasure of having you here? 16. 16 years ago, we had the great wisdom, this community, to bring Marsha Addy here, who was not yet a cantor. She was our song leader. And she went from being a song leader in a very short time to being endeared to all of us for so many reasons, transitioning into um, almost like a no woman's land because there was no name for her. And she made this incredible decision to become a cantor here. And so I made up this name for her for the in-between places. I used to introduce her as our musical spiritualist. And I just wanted to mark this very historic moment for a moment for us because this is the first time, as of tonight, that this synagogue in 165 years will have two cantors that belong to us. And so I want to give great kavod, great honor to our cantor, Rosalind Barak, who is a nightingale and who has served this congregation for almost 30 years. And to our about-to-be-installed cantor, Addie, and just tell you how blessed I am to have you and to have you have been my partner for 16 years and how special you are to me personally and spiritually in my life. I feel that we can really pray together as a team. And I know from the people nodding, you feel like you're on the team of prayer as we are so blessed by Cantor Addie's presence. Thank you. So before I introduce Rabbi B'nai Lappi, I wanted to let anybody here know who is feeling like they are childish right now, that we have childcare. And so if you feel like you um, need a few minutes in childcare, it's at the chapel. That doesn't mean you have to be a child um, or be with a child. And so if you are a child or you're with a child and you want to um, spend a few minutes in childcare, um, we invite you there. 
but I have the great pleasure to introduce Rabbi B'nai Lappi, who is a dear friend of Marsha's and a colleague of so many of ours. Rabbi B'nai Lappi was ordained the same year that I was ordained, but from a different seminary. She was ordained as one of the first gay rabbis from the conservative movement, which is a pretty audacious and revolutionary moment for conservative Judaism. And she is a rab, she is a rabbi not only to her students, but to so many rabbis. And you know that Emmanuel is blessed with many rabbis as pulpit rabbis, but here in our congregation tonight, we have rabbis who are Hillel rabbis, healing center rabbis, rabbis of different communities, and Rabbi Bene Lappi, who is here, who is a scholar, and when I say that she has done something very radical, she traditionally in, in the way that rabbis are teachers, she has served on the faculties of the University of Illinois, Temple University, University of Judaism, Reconstructionist Rabbinical College, the GTU, the Center for Jewish Studies at UC Berkeley, the Wexner Institute, the Milken Community High School. I could go on and on, I'll stop there with her accolades, but just to say that she is not traditional in the sense that she serves a pulpit or a congregation, but she created her own radical and revolutionary traditionalist Talmud Center in Chicago. She has hundreds, if not thousands, of people who have studied with her and continue to at this very, very innovative and revolutionary center called Sfara. And Marcia invited her from Chicago to come here and from her institute to share some Torah learning and hopefully a little bit of Talmud tonight. So please welcome Rabbi B'nai Lappi. Thank you, Rabbi Mance. If I speak from here, can you hear me all right? Yeah? Not so much. Is that better? Oh, good, good, good. I am so incredibly thrilled and honored to be here to help you install my best friend. Uh, Marsha Atti as your chazan. You do know you are the luckiest congregation in America, right? You don't, you don't need me to come here and tell you that. I, I want to begin by confessing that I feel uh, rather unqualified and more than a little anxious um, about being the installing rabbi tonight. First of all, I've never been to an installation of a cantor before. Plus, I'm not really the officiating kind of rabbi, as Rabbi Min said. Um, I sheepishly turn down all invitations to do baby namings and weddings. I, I, I say I'm just not that kind of rabbi. Um, I try to stay out of the retail end of the business as much as possible. <laughs> when my daughter Molly was five or six, um, she would set up a little desk and chair next to my desk in my study, and she would watch me work, and she would set a, a Talmud on her little table and paper and pens and her little toy telephone. And one day, I heard her pick up the telephone and say, oh, you're getting married? I'm sorry, I'm not that kind of rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> so with the caveat that I'm really, really not this kind of rabbi, um, I'm going to do my best in the role of installer today. Um, I think ironically when we say 
the phrase installing a cantor, it seems like the cryptic word is installing, right? It sounds like something you do to an appliance or like something I need to put on my leather tool belt for. I do have a leather tool belt, <laughs> by the way. Um, you know where I got my leather tool belt? From Marsha. It, it was my ordination present from Marsha. That is true. Um, but actually, I think the cryptic word in that phrase, installation of a cantor, is actually the word cantor. Um, we all think we know what a chazan is, but I'm not so sure if we do. So what I'd like to talk with you about tonight is the question, what, what really is a chazan? Where does the chazan fit in our Jewish story? And what is it that happens when a chazan does what she does? Ultimately, what I want to do is get at the question, what's really going on when Marcia does her thing? Inside of us, between us, we've all felt that magic, right? We've all been transformed by it. But what is that experience? What in the eyes of the Jewish tradition is going on in those moments? So sit back and relax. I'm going to tell you a story. 2,000 and some years ago, about a century before the Second Temple was destroyed, when Temple Judaism was increasingly failing to speak to the spiritual needs of the Jewish people, small groups of bold, radical, fringy, hippie Jews rebelled against the Judaism that was no longer working for them. And instead of going to the temple down the block, gathered in little retreat centers, little ashrams, they called them synagogues. And in these synagogues, they developed crazy new technologies. Technologies for connecting with God. They called them tefillah, prayer. And they made up these, uh, these crazy magical formulas for invoking God's presence, and they called those blessings. Lots of other stuff. Now, among the sages of the time, there were these rare individuals who were known to be very attuned to where the everyday person was at. They were scholars who were unique in their ability to see. Not see as in eyesight, see as in I see who you are. And the Aramaic word for see is chazeh. These were individuals who could chaze, who could see into the hearts of the people, to see what they were going through, could see what they needed, could understand their experience. They could help them in their yearning to love themselves and one another, to live meaningful lives, and to connect with God. Puk chaze, go out and see. The Talmud tells us that they urge the rabbis, Puk chaze, 
We should go out and see what they're up to. Let's go see what they're doing to reach God. God who is now, certainly once the temple was destroyed, so distant from us. If the children of Israel are not prophets, they said they're children of prophets. Surely we can trust them. And those leaders who did, who went out to Chazeh to see what was really in the hearts of their fellow Jews, were called Chazaim, the seers. And later, you see where I'm going with this? Uh -huh. They became the masters of seeing, the Chazanim. the ones who are masters at seeing into the hearts of the people. By the time the second temple was destroyed in 70 CE, there were already, by one count, 480 synagogues in Eretz Yisrael, all led by these chazanim, these seers into your heart. The chazan became the heart of Jewish communal life for 2,000 years, to this very day. The Chazan became spiritual director, counselor, confidant, prayer composer, preacher, teacher, judge, schoolmaster, prayer leader, Torah reader, shofar blower, biblical scholar, and superintendent of the synagogue. It's only been about 100 years, by the way, that the rabbi has even made a regular appearance in the day-to-day -day life of the congregation. We've been mighty pushy since then, <laughs> but uh, it's only been about 100 years. And it remains the chazan who, for most of us, is at the center of our spiritual experience. And this is all the more so true for those of us blessed to call Marsha Ati our chazan. In time, the chazanim were appointed and had to fulfill a number of requirements, far more requirements, I might add, than rabbis ever had to meet to this day. The chazan needed to be, and still needs to be, distinguished in Torah learning, in a committed relationship, what they used to call married, at least 30 years old, why 30 years old? According to the codes, she'az libo nishbar. Since by then, his or her heart would already have been broken. The chazan has to know life's disappointments, life's struggles firsthand, to know what it's like to have a broken heart. The chazan must be distinguished in character and deeds. How they walk through the world matters. They must be profoundly empathic. Me'urav bedat im habriot. Their hearts and minds have to be intertwined with the hearts and minds of the people. And finally, and most important of all, 
They must be ne'emanim umarutsim le'am, beloved, trusted, and accepted by the people. In short, a person who is not only learned, but whose primary qualities are the wisdom that comes with life experience, empathy, insight, understanding, and open heart, and being beloved and trusted by the community. Marsha. Marsha, you are all these things and more. And your community gathers today to declare you officially Ne'emenet Umerutza Le'am, beloved, trusted, and accepted by your community. And now I want to try to answer that final question. What is that profound, transformative experience that each and every one of us has had numerous times in this very room when Marcia sings? It turns out that there are actually Jewish words for it. It's said that every rabbi has just one sermon, and they give that one sermon over and over and over again in different ways every time they speak. This is certainly true for me. And this is another one of them right now. <laughs> My one sermon revolves around one single word, svara. It's the 2,000-year-old Aramaic word that means reason. But the rabbis of the Talmud expanded it to something closer to moral intuition. In short, it's what your kishkis tell you is right or true. When you have insight into yourself, into your fellow human beings, and empathic sensitivity to the struggles of those around you. Svara is your deepest sense of what is true and right, the place where you are most compassionate with others and yourself. It's our tradition's vote of confidence in each and every one of us that what our learning, our life experience, and our hearts tell us can be trusted. The rabbis felt so strongly about svara that they elevated it to the level of Torah, and they said the two are equivalent. They both have the same authority. Svara is the engine that drives our tradition toward justice and compassion. It is at the core of what it means to be a mensch. My favorite Jewish story is really a story of Svara. It's a chicken story. Two rabbis are walking down the road. It's Erev Shabbos. Late Friday afternoon, it's almost sundown, when a poor elderly woman approaches them with a chicken. And she says, rabbis, is my chicken kosher? 
I'm really not sure. I just bought it, but I'm not so sure. Would you check it for me? And the one rabbi takes the chicken and he turns it and he looks at it and he examines it very, very carefully. And he hands it back to the woman and he says, absolutely kosher. Good Shabbos. And as the woman leaves, the second rabbi says to the first, what have you done? You know as well as I do that that chicken was absolutely treif. How could you be so mekil on kashrut? How could you be so lenient about kashrut? And the first rabbi replies, I'm not lenient about kashrut. I'm machmir on havas Yisrael. I'm stringent on love for my fellow human being. Knowing the woman would have no chicken for her Shabbos dinner if he had declared it treif, the first rabbi in our story allows his svara to trump his Torah. And the objectively treif chicken becomes existentially kosher <laughs> because of svara. So if svara is so important, then shouldn't we be asking, how can we grow our svara? How can we develop our svara? How can we refine it? How can we access it and hear it speaking to us? Ever since I learned the concept of svara in the Talmud, I've been asking myself these questions. And until a month ago, when I started doing research for this very talk, I had never found a source that answered those questions. There are thousands and thousands of sources of rabbis using their svara to make the tradition more compassionate and more just. But I had never found anything that told me how one can develop one's svara. And then I found this new text. When I saw it, I literally fell off my chair. I'm telling you, I could not believe what I was looking at. It was a medieval text on chazanut on the art of the cantor. And it said, get this, the vocal offerings of the chazan are called, are you ready? Svaras. Of course. When Marcia leads you in prayer, those songs she offers, says the tradition, are svaras. Just think about what happens to you when she sings, when Marcia chazans. We feel seen, we feel loved. We feel connected to God and to our own truths, right? We take in her svara and with it find our svara. My charge to you 
very lucky people of Temple Emmanuel is to continue to let Marsha's svaras touch yours and to use your svara to make the world a more just, loving, and compassionate place. And now, Marcia, I charge to you. Your greatness, Marcia, comes from your honesty, your authenticity, your vulnerability, your willingness to be transparent, to see, and to be seen. You model for us what it means to be fully present, open, and alive. To walk through the world with a heart full of love. So remember, it's ultimately not about what you know or what you believe. It's about who you are and who you will always be. Your doubts and uncertainties, these are not signs of weakness as a chazan, but the very things that make you worthy to be one. Do not try to chase those voices away. It is your doubts and uncertainties that allow us to accept our own. You make us feel more loved, more whole, than many of us, myself included, have ever felt. Just as I have only one sermon, which I deliver over and over and over in a hundred different ways, you too have only one song that you sing over and over in a hundred different songs. I know you know that you said it just the other day. I was thinking it and you said it at that very moment. Never stop singing that one song. It's the right song. It's the song we are all longing to hear. I know that I speak for thousands and thousands of people, including everyone present here today, when I say you have opened our hearts with your music and with your love. You have allowed us to love ourselves just a little bit more. You have shown us the joy of the Jewish community. You have given us a way in to prayer and a way in to God and a way back to our best selves. Your svaras have opened up our svaras. Because of you, we are better Jews. Because of you, we are better people. We love you so much. Mazal Tov. Shabbat Shalom.
Thank you so much, Benet. It was um, interesting to listen to that description of the Chazan. I'm very, very tired. <laughs> and I'm hungry. <laughs> so I get to say a couple of words, too. Marsha. To be a cantor, one must possess talent, knowledge, spirit, and a love of Judaism and the Jewish people so deep that it creates a willingness to surrender oneself to the awesome responsibility of serving the congregation and community as a vessel, as a vessel of prayer. To do this, you only really need one thing. What you have to remember all the time is words are the words that are inscribed right in this room above the ark. It says, Da lifne miata omed, know before whom you stand. It's the hardest thing to do all the time, but it's the most important. To remain in a state of humility before Hakadosh Baruchu and sing from that place. There are many different reasons to express ourselves in song, but for the cantor, there's only one, to praise God and to bring God closer to us through that praise. Whether with a joyful melody or a soulful tune, we're at all times aware of to whom we pray and before whom we stand. The gematria, the numerical equivalent for the word shirah, is actually the same for tefillah. Song and prayer are one. They say that when you sing, you pray twice. My wish for you, Marsha, is that you always stand in that place and that you continue to inspire this community b'chol levavech, v'chol nafshech, v'chol kolech with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your voice. Can you hear at song? May it be so. On this Shabbat Shira, the Sabbath in song, I offer now a little song which text is from the prayer book that we used to use, The Gates of Prayer, the one that I, you know, was, was um, how would you say, began with, more or less, okay? It asks the question every cantor should ask. How can I sing? How can I sing? How can I sing of day and night? How can I sing of day and night when it is God who formed them? How can I sing, how can I sing of heaven and earth? How can I sing of heaven and earth when it is God who decreed them?
Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Uh, my name is Donnie Friend, and I, I too am newly installed. I'm the newly installed president of the temple and of the board of directors. And I think you can see what a great honor it is to be able to be uh, involved in this wonderful congregation. Uh, I have to tell you that in 2000, the year 2000, which was shortly after Marcia started uh, working here, my family and I were shopping for, con for a congregation, and we walked in, and Marsha was, uh, at that time, labeled the song leader. She, she went on to, to become the cantorial soloist, and tonight, as you know, the cantor. And we grew together with her, and all of us, I think, have grown together to understand what the rabbi has described so, so beautifully tonight the sphere of, of feeling that, that uh, togetherness and that spirit of coming here and feeling that this is a place that is a real spiritual home. And Marsha, because of your wonderful music and your wonderful being that was so, uh, that I can't describe anywhere nearly as, as well as, as, as the rabbi has, we, are, we have grown in that way and we continue to grow. And we are so lucky to have our two canners here with us tonight. Which is which is such a blessing, and our new our new our new rabbis, uh, and our and our older older rabbis. They're not so old. <laughs> but, but but it's a it's a true mishpucha, and 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 I am so honored to be here with you, and we welcome you, Marsha, on your install, official installation as a cantor and look forward to many, many years of uh, growth with, and, and, and love with you. We love you very much. Now for the installation, and more <laughs> installation, in addition to Rabbi LePay, um, we want an opportunity for all of our Emmanuel rabbis to bless Cantor Addy. We're going to walk up and canters to walk up and um, so we're going to come up and we're going to give you a blessing. Larry the K, come on up.
making us better people. And so we have this moment, as you've blessed us, as you've seen into each of us, for us to offer this blessing to you, to always hold within you, to carry within you, as we, as a, a whole team, continue our, our work together. May God bless you and keep your beautiful heart and soul safe. May God's light shine upon you and into your soul as you shine upon all of us. We continue with the Aleinu and our closing prayers. Aleinu l'shapeach l'adot ha'kol L'atet g'dula l'etzer b'reshit Sh'lo asanu k'goyeh ha'ratzot V'lo asamanu l'mishpechot ha'ah 